You're listening to the seven-year anniversary special of Treks in Sci-Fi with your host, Rico Dosti. All right. Well, here we are. It is a little after 1 o'clock on September the 2nd, 2012, and we are all gathered here to have uh, a celebration for podcast number 400 and also the seventh anniversary of Treks in Sci-Fi. Woo! Yes, it has been seven years since, uh, I was going to say seven years since 2005. That's pretty obvious, but in uh, late August of 2005, I guess maybe earlier than late August, probably around the early part of August uh, of 2005, and I've told this story a few times on the show before, uh, and uh, what I did is I, I kind of started listening to some podcasts uh, months before that, and I had looked around for podcasts to listen to on geeky subjects, computers, sci-fi, and I was looking for a good Star Trek podcast, and I didn't really come across one at the time. And I obviously, being a big Trek fan, I decided to, hey, I can do a podcast, right? You know, I have enough audio uh, gear and, uh, you know, a microphone and a computer, and I know enough about things on the web. I could do a podcast of my own and, you know, upload it. And I thought, oh, maybe I would do a few of them, cover a few Star Trek episodes and, you know, that it would, uh, you know, I would just do that for a couple of months, maybe six months. I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't even really have a plan at the time. The other big reason was, and this is another one I've said on the podcast before, I just want to make sure everything's recording. It looks like it is. Uh, I, at the time, Enterprise had been canceled, and I was kind of, you know, thinking that, well, but that's it. Trek's gone. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a movie here or there, but, you know, Trek on TV weekly. You know, we had a time where we were seeing two different series of Trek on TV at the same time and i was like now we've got nothing <laughs> i guess we have a whole bunch of hours and hours of reruns we can watch but there's nothing so in order to uh you know both talk about star trek try to meet some people online that are also fans of, of trek i started the podcast at the beginning of it it was going to be just star trek star trek all the time and star trek every week cover an episode talk about the news and uh, i found pretty quickly that i wasn't really both i wasn't really happy with that format exactly plus like it, it kind of limited to me what i could talk about it and i was also concerned that the show would get kind of stale after a while that it would become you know all right rico's going to talk about you know you know this episode of deep space nine or this episode of uh tos or or whatever so i started to mix it up a bit started to slide in other tv shows that i liked movies talk about other geeky subjects a pretty wide range of things because that's kind of the way I am. I, I like Star Trek, Star Wars. I like a lot of things. There's there's very few movies or TV shows that I haven't seen in the sci-fi and fantasy realm. There's a few. Manimal. Uh, <laughs> I did actually see a couple of episodes of Manimal once. But anyway, I, I wanted to mix it up. And that also allowed me to bring in other people. Occasionally do guest spots, have them send in comments, whatever it would be. And that that kind of has evolved, you know, after seven years now to the way the show is right now. I, I, I'm pretty happy with the way the format is now. I, I like the fact that I'm, you know, having a week off every now and then, you know, in between and letting other people do shows. That's gone really well, better than I had hoped. I really thought I'd get a few guests this year when I started that. 
And then I thought it would kind of peter out and people would go, okay, I, I don't really have time to do that. But you guys have really uh, participated uh, and, and jumped in a lot, and, and I very much appreciate it. It's, uh, it's both fun to hear what you guys like and have to say, and, and it obviously gives me some time off. And, and I think it also is giving some people a taste of what it's like to podcast if you're not a regular person doing it you get a little idea of what it's like and you know you get to to you know put your own two cents in and and uh, i think that's important and i think that's what being kind of a geek and having a community is kind of all about now i'm going to get all mushy <laughs> i need some tea need some more tea so anyway hey welcome to the podcast <laughs> i went into that big long monologue is it a monologue or a uh, speech or whatever but today's show is not going to be really you know I wouldn't call it super serious, but I'm going to cover a few things. I, I tried to come up with kind of a subject or, or uh, a theme for the episode for this week. And I went around and around different ways of, of maybe doing it, maybe not even really having a subject or a theme to it. But I, what I thought I would talk about, and, and this also I've kind of covered in different ways. After 400 shows, it's very... Uh, tricky to come up with something that's completely never been touched on that I've never mentioned uh, especially since most of the way I do the podcast is not very scripted I tend to I pick a subject I gather some clips or, or whatever and then I just kind of talk and you know other shows do it differently but because of that and because of the way that I kind of think and Lynn would uh, agree with this <laughs> I, I tend to go off on little tangents here and there. So anyway, the, the the and I just did one there. But because of that, there isn't a whole lot you guys don't know about me or that I haven't talked about in some way over seven years of doing this podcast. But today, what I thought I would do is just kind of, I don't know, maybe put it all in, in a, a sort of a certain perspective and talk about what things that basically as I was growing up and in my early years uh, sort of formed the kind of person that I am as a geek and a, as a fan of sci-fi and fantasy and how that all came about. I guess sort of my favorite things are the things that had the biggest influence on me growing up and into high school and that and uh, and, and most of these obviously are going to be pretty obvious uh, but I want to talk e about each one a little bit uh, more and I, I hope this is making sense <laughs> i keep wanting to to uh to go over to the chat window here on Ustream and and see what you guys are saying but i i have to focus on the camera because that is uh what you're seeing and also what's being recorded on Ustream. so uh, i again i i hope this is enjoyable uh, i'm gonna i've got a i've got a little cake here that lynn got me uh to to have so i'm gonna i have a fork and this little mini mini cake uh, that's about, I don't know, four or five inches in diameter. I'm not going to eat it all, really, I'm not, because i got to maintain my svelte Rico. Uh, and i got all kinds of props. I have Master Replica's TNG Tricorder. Kind of a rarity, actually. They didn't make a lot of these. This was one of the last pieces that they did. So, um, uh, Mr. Tricorder. Yes, Mr. Tricorder. And, of course, you gotta have a, you got to have a communicator around, you know, to beam up. And what else do I have here? I have my statue of Katie, uh, my bust of Katie, Katie's bust that I got recently. That's Katie uh, from, uh, you know, Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica. For those who don't know, which if you don't know, you shouldn't be really watching this show. You should go away. Go away now. Go. And uh, oh, I got a phaser from uh, the uh, new movie, J.J. Abrams, you know, one and only Star Trek movie. He'll never do another one, uh, you know, so... 
But uh, anyway, so welcome to the show, and uh, so that's what we're going to do today on Treks in Sci-Fi. So uh, with that, uh, there's no real way for me to do commercials, even though, uh, well, I'm going to try to break it up with some video clips, and each time I do that, I'm going to have to move the uh, webcam, which is going to be awkward. One day, maybe I'll have something better, you know, two cameras, and be able to have a fancy little switcher to go between them, but no, no, got to do it the old-fashioned way. So that's kind of how I'm going to break things up on today's show. The first thing uh, on uh, that I want to get to or say before I really uh, go much further is, and, and I know this, everyone always says this, and, and it, it comes off kind of funny, but uh, or maybe not funny, but it, it's really true. If if I didn't have you know the great people on the forum now on Facebook, also all you guys uh, who have stuck with the show this this uh, all this time, you know, a lot of you have been around for. You know, most of that seven years too, and uh, I I really appreciate it. I if that just if I woke up one day and I went on the forum and there was no more you know you know guys arguing about you know I, I shouldn't say that that's not we don't argue on there. <laughs> Let's just say we have discussions about different things. But if you guys were all disappeared or something, I would just I'd be that'd be gone. I'd be done with the show. I mean, it's uh it's really uh it's really why I keep doing it. Why I I continue to try to make something interesting for you guys to watch. And now I'm going to get all mushy again. So uh, we're going to segue into the first subject or the first thing. I've got about four things uh, and one little thing, but four main things I think that obviously uh, made me love sci-fi and fantasy uh, as I grew up. And obviously the first one is Star Trek and specifically the original series. The original series of Star Trek will always, uh, you know, be in that little special little corner in my head and my mind and, and my heart for uh, really getting me excited about sci-fi, getting me excited about sci-fi on television, and telling just some interesting stories uh, with a very human, you know, even with Spock, I'll still call him that way, with a very human kind of crew in a way. And uh, it, it, I think it's shaped a lot of the way I am as a person too. So uh, that's, uh, and again, I'm probably going... <laughs> I'm going much more serious and deep on this podcast today than I really wanted to, but maybe one year we will just do, it will be the anniversary show, and I'll only show bloopers, that we'll just do bloopers and it won't be serious, but this is okay, I think. So anyway, I'm going to move the camera, and I'm going to show you a little, couple clips from the original series like you guys haven't seen before, but I wanted to do that to um, to show you kind of what I mean, so uh, let me do that, and uh, then you will see that on the stream, and I'll come back and talk a little bit more about the original Star Trek. I believe I can get something visual. You 
remember these gentlemen. They wanted to visit you. It appears, Magistrate, that the intelligence of the specimen is shockingly limited. This is no surprise since his vessel was baited here so easily with a simulated message. As you can read in its thoughts, it is only now beginning to suspect that the survivors and encampment were a simple illusion we placed in their minds. <laughs> Standing by to beam your survivors aboard our ship. Prepare to abandon your vessel. No. No, that's not our way. Oh, I regret such a great episode. Balance of terror. that we meet in this way. You and I are of a kind. In a different reality. I could have called you friend. What purpose will it serve to die? We are creatures of duty, Captain. I've lived my life by it. Just one more duty to perform. It is what you wish to do. Well? I'll stay a little longer. How many minutes do you graciously offer? I only meant... This grows tiresome. You must now ask to stay. I'd like to stay. I need your help. You won't harm anyone. Now you question me. No. Will you assist me? Oh, please, come, don't ask me. Leave me then. Go, I say. Meet me on Fantasy Island in the future. No. I promise. 
do anything you ask. Traitor. Traitor. Alright, we're going to uh, segue over to uh, a little clip also from TOS. This is from my favorite episode of pretty much uh, all of Trek, I think. And, and just a little scene here. City on the Edge of Forever with uh, Edith, Kirk, and Spock. One condition. Help me home. I still have a few questions I'd like to ask about you two. Oh, and don't give me that. Questions about little old us, Luke? You know as well as I do how out of place you two are around here. Interesting. Where would you estimate we belong, Miss Keeler? You? At his side. As if you've always been there and always will. And you? You belong in another place. I don't know where or how. I'll figure it out eventually. with the furnace. Captain. Even when he doesn't say it, he does. that should do it for now for star trek let me uh swing the camera back around yes Woo! hey let's just look around while we're doing this move uh let's pan around da, 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 da. here you can look into infinity here because then you can see you stream to you stream to you stream ah somebody needs that arm back over there All right, I'm back. Yes, and uh, let's move my little. See, my this is the thing that was holding the camera up while you watch those clips. It is a empty Twizzlers container, along with my charger to a, a digital camera duct tape to the top of it. Now, come on, that's American ingenuity at work right there. So, uh, <laughs> because I'm too cheap to buy one of those little mini tripod things. Although I don't know if that would work with my webcam. All right, so there you just saw kind of a brief rundown of uh, some TOS clips. You know, uh, as some of the uh, TOS and older members, I hate to say that, <laughs> people that, that uh, can remember a time that the only Trek was the original series on the air in reruns, which is when I started to watch it, um, this show I think will always uh, mean a lot. It's just, he had such great writing, such good acting. You know, yeah, it's cheesy looking in a way, but it doesn't matter. If this, if the writing on this show and the acting wasn't to the level that it was and, and they weren't so sincere with the way they did it, we would have never gotten further Trek series. We would have never gotten the movies. 
we would have never gotten anything of the rest of what we saw. And who knows the way sci-fi would be viewed these days. You know, I'm always amazed right now of how much sci-fi we get and fantasy in movies and on television. And I've said this many times also on the podcast. I mean, back in, you know, 20, 30, you know, years ago, that was the, this was it basically and and it's just uh well more like 30 i guess we'll have to go back to the, like the 70s era of reruns uh and so maybe 35 but uh, it's it's just without this and without the success that it had in reruns and in syndication where kids were watching it and, and college kids and everyone everything would be different now I, I really truly believe that and i also believe that it also has led to you know, just the computer age and and things that we get and take for granted these days, cell phones and technology that, that got pushed along through people wanting it. You know, people seeing, you know, these little devices that these guys carried around and used on these shows and saying, hey, yeah, it'd be really cool to have a little thing in my pocket, you know, that, that I could talk to everyone anytime I wanted to. And, of course, these <laughs> this original series-looking communicator that I have in my hand right now looks you know like a a crude little wooden you know or whatever box compared to a a modern day smartphone so it is you know we owe it a lot and and i think it geeks everywhere and just even your average person doesn't realize that as as much as maybe they uh they should right (laughs) anyway so Obviously, Trek had a lot of influence on me growing up. I, I, I built a ton of models and props before you could buy this kind of stuff. Uh, had uniforms, went to conventions, and, and just you know really geeked out on it. And, and again, it was it was the only game in town. And and way back, if you go in the archives on the podcast, you will find you know these uh, stories about the USS Aurora that a bunch of friends of mine and I we wrote on on old typewriters and and tried to act them out on audio tapes and added I would collect sound effects from the original series and put them into those uh, Aurora shows. We did like about six different episodes. And and, and now, of course, you can get video uh, fan films like the guys at New Voyages and, and others that do things that are just, you know, that are even beyond what the original Star Trek looked like, you know, in, in the abilities that they can do with computers and effects on just sitting at their home computer and you know it's pretty incredible and just really really just a tiny tiny little brief span of time so uh, it's 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 really i think impressive and and i'm it's there's so much now it's very hard to keep up with all the geeky things it's almost we have uh the opposite factor right now where it used to be very easy you could you could just go to the nth degree of your knowledge of trek and 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 the original series and and a lot of people did just by watching the episodes over and over and over again Uh, but now you know to even see every episode of every kind of sci-fi or fantasy television show that's on for uh each season is almost impossible it's it's very hard there's a lot of new stuff on each year a lot of things uh that uh, are just continuing to churn out cool things we've got cable television and all that to to keep us busy with a lot of other shows so anyway it had a big influence on a lot of things and i was obviously one of them um the next one in uh at a time when oh god i'm gonna sound like that movie guy in a world in a time um 
in the later 70s, you know, Star Trek reruns were still going, but there still wasn't much on. We had gotten a few little things on television. Uh, they, they tried, a, you know, a few little series and stuff, but nothing really stuck. And, of course, in the summer of 1977, George Lucas released the first Star Wars film. And, and, and I think, in a way, the world was just dying to see something like that, a space fantasy uh, about, you know, the good guys versus the bad guys and, and just just a lot of cool stuff. And this is another thing to me that I, I'm kind of really influenced by and happy about. And I'm also... Unlike some people, some people seem to only like Star Trek and some people only like the Star Wars. I, I, I like them both. Uh, equally, I don't know. Who knows? I, I like them both a lot. I, I, I go to see, you know, you know, watch every new Clone Wars episode and watch every new Enterprise episode when they were airing. Uh, and and we'll, uh, you know, continue to support both of them uh, just about no matter what. You know, depending, you know, I, I mean, things I like more than other things that have come out of both franchises. But I still enjoy both. So anyway, let's play some uh, Star Wars stuff for you guys. I found this really cool this morning when I was getting ready for, to do the show. I found a really cool uh, video on YouTube. You know, I love YouTube, even though I, I still think they're getting a little crazy with what they don't allow. You'll, you'll find something on there and they've, they've cut the audio out because somebody used some music and it, it's all just one big advertisement. If you ask me, I don't think anyone's putting stuff up here that doesn't really, uh, get people to go out and watch the original, whatever it happens to be more. Um, but that's enough of that. Anyway, there's a guy that made this uh, original trilogy for Star Wars, a tribute that he calls, and he included some new kind of music to it. Anyway, I thought it was very cool, something a little different, uh, and, and then I was trying to play something that, um, you know, they uh, that you guys may not have uh, may not have seen before, you know, because it's you know everyone's seen obviously the Star Wars movies. So let me uh, swing the camera back around again, and I'll show you this. Republic have been swept away. 
no star system will be able to the Emperor now. Years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. This is our most desperate hour. So that was pretty cool, I thought. The you know the guy did a really good job of uh, you know making and blending little bits from uh, all three original movies. He even slid in some stuff I think from some of the prequels. It uh, it, it really it shows how you know how great the overall story is for Star Wars. How much it uh, you know how just it, it's very iconic. I think in in some of the things that it tries to tell people and. And, and even now, I kind of think about it sometimes, you know, you get a little upset with something, maybe a little upset at your job or, or, or whatever. And I always think of, uh, you know, that line, don't give in to hate, that leads to the dark side. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's kind of corny maybe, but, uh, you know, it helps me, you know, some people say count to 10. I, 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 I listen to Yoda. So, <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? So anyway. Rico never gets bothered, right? Oh, you guys, you'd be surprised. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, you know. Um, oh, I do have the audio up. Good. Oh, I was worried about that for a second. Um, let's see. So so Star Wars in 1977, and of course, the you know, how much that movie was an amazing event of that summer. There's really never been anything like it before that or even since it. Uh, you know, the Avengers, even this summer, you know, made a billion dollars or more, more than a billion dollars or whatever. It still isn't the same. I can remember, I was thinking about this the other day. I can remember going back and wanting to see Star Wars, you know, weeks after it opened in the theaters. Now, keep in mind, this was weeks and weeks after it opened. 
it came out in the end of May, I, I you know I would go go to see it again many times that summer, and there would still be lines, lines to get into the movie weeks, even a couple of months later, depending on when and where you went and all that. I mean, it was crazy. And uh, it's, it's, there's never again been anything like it. And I think it was just the, the thing people wanted to see at the time and in the right moment of, of, of history and and all of that. So uh, it, um, and that led me to enjoy I would say a little bit more, you know, not so hard sci-fi, even though I enjoy very hard sci-fi books. You know, I was a member of the sci-fi book club for a long, long time. Now, of course, everything I'm watching is or watching or reading is is digital, like via my Kindle and all, Uh, you know, although I still buy some hardcover and softcover books sometimes. But, uh, you know, I I enjoy everything from the hard sci-fi to fantasy you know, uh, and everywhere in between, it's just it's just a lot of fun to read it all. I, I've uh, I known a lot of people over the years that that uh, tend to like just one area of sci-fi or fantasy or like a couple geeky things, but they don't like uh, as much maybe sometimes as I do. I don't know. I just kind of gobble it all up. Uh, some of it I like more than others, but uh, or more things uh, that are favorites of mine, of course, but. And I always, you know, I always feel it's really important to give everything a try. I'm always real big on that, you know, give this movie a try or give this series a try. And then, you know, see if you like it or not. It, it's uh, it's hard to uh, to make up your mind just reading, you know, other people's, you know, couple of comments that they've got on a Netflix review of a movie or, or a, a, a post on Facebook about something. Uh, you know, it's... And I can understand why people want to know about it, but I usually talk to friends and family that have seen things and ask them what they thought. Like, I'll talk to my sons these days because they kind of like similar things to me and, uh, you know, and and people on the forum and on the Facebook page and, and all that and, and get their ideas. So, so Star Wars. So, Star Trek, the original series, Star Wars. Uh, the next item on my list, uh, and this I haven't probably talked about as much as, as other things, and I've talked about it a few times, but... Another big influence on me growing up, and, and this was later on. I really didn't get into this until later in high school. And no, it's not drugs and alcohol. That came more in college. Okay, so <laughs> no, not really. I'm still getting into that stuff. No, wait a minute. Uh, is this being recorded? Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> no, the the thing I want to talk about that I got into towards the end of high school. A good friend of mine, Rob, got me uh, really uh, into it, and I toyed with it a little bit before that but is comic books comic books uh i became a really big reader of comics towards like junior senior year of high school and into college uh was another big big influence on my geeky side and personality and and everything and the there's a few things about comics that are kind of different and unusual and if you've never really read many comics at all or or maybe you're somebody who's never even picked up one i i I really really urge you especially these days to pick up a couple of classic you know collections of comics and and give it a try because there's a few things one one is the the artwork on on a lot of these comics are is just superb and i was kind of pretty heavy into art growing up too a little bit i don't have i don't seem to do it as much anymore have as much time but i i can very much appreciate you know how much time and effort and things and, and the skill that that art that goes into these books, but I'd say probably the storylines and things were more important to me than that. And it was just the the characters were just like you and me, but 
they maybe had superpowers. And, and I was a big Marvel fan. That was I, I, I probably never read a DC comic until years later. I, I was very much a Marvel uh, comic book fan until later, later on, probably until the Batman first Batman movies came out. And, and I started to get interested in reading Batman, and then I read a little Superman and things. But th- those comics and those superheroes always seem to be a little more removed from reality than like the X-Men, for example, uh, where or Spider-Man, who, who just seemed to be, you know, always getting kind of like, you know, he never had any money, didn't couldn't hold a job, Spider-Man I'm talking about. And, and still he went out there and he protected New York and he protected people from bad things from muggers from other supervillains, uh and 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 just the idea that he never really used what he could do for really his own personal gain that you know spider-man it's happened a few times but overall he does everything really for the greater good and uh and it's just that i don't know if i could do that i don't know if i could be like that if i was given those kind of abilities if i wouldn't just be you know, wanting to become like a, a pro athlete and, and, and just, you know, be, you know, you could make as much money as you you, you ever could spend uh, if you had Spider-Man's abilities and went out for like basketball teams or something like that. But, uh, but it, just the fact that he just did it because, you know, he felt like he needed to, he needed to use that power for that. It was very compelling, especially, you know, a high school to college kid reading about this and trying to decide what to do with his life and you know how to conduct himself and things and again we're getting much deeper on this show <laughs> here i go again i must be in a, a self-reflective kind of mood uh today uh but uh i, I think it's I, i'm enjoying it it's therapeutic i don't need to pay for hundreds of dollars of therapy i do a podcast right anyway so we're gonna play i don't really it's very hard to get a video for comic books to show you but Obviously, in recent years, Marvel has had a lot of success at the movies, too. And I think they've overall have done a pretty good job uh, with this. And it's been going on for a while. I'm going to show you a video now uh, that's going to show you clips from a lot of different Marvel movies. Some of the older ones, actually, from, you know, 10 years ago or even that haven't really been as popular as some of maybe the more recent ones. But there are some recent clips in this uh, video that I'm going to show you, too. Let me get that uh, I think I have a tab with that open. Yes, I still do. So, uh, all right, here we're going to play a, a Marvel movie compilation video. This one's about four minutes long, and it's supposed to cover movies from 1998 to 2011. So uh, I'm going to swing camera around again, and, and you can watch this. This is really fascinating uh, video right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's great stuff. Okay, here we go, I think.
All right. Yes, hello. Woo! <laughs> ah, the switch in the camera is killing me. Next time, I got to figure out a better way. All right. So, that is a, a really good, I think, compilation of a lot of Marvel movies. Makes me even want to go back and watch Daredevil again, which I'm kind of a, a fan of. I thought Daredevil was pretty good. And uh, along with uh, some of the, the Fantastic Four films that they did, of course, you know, uh, Johnny Storm is now Captain America, so we can't do those. I guess they're going to redo a, a new Fantastic Four movie with a new cast. Uh, along with, I, I hear they're trying to get a new Daredevil working uh, or going sometime, too. So, But, uh, you know, there's been some great movies about these comics. I think they've done a pretty good job overall. And the more recent ones especially, I think they've really ca uh, captured like some of the you know really good essence of these books. Things that I've uh, enjoyed reading uh, over the years. I've got a lot of comics and I, I've uh, probably, I don't know, maybe if I read as many as I used to. I read some more DC now than I used to. It's probably about 50-50 Marvel, 50% DC. Uh, but, uh, you know, comics, if you if you never get them and try, they, they're just, just really a lot of fun to read. Uh, a lot of people don't like, you know, the fact that you have to get them each month. And, yeah, i got to wait a month for the story to continue. And it's it, it's... I can understand that, and sometimes it's better to wait for a whole continuous story and read it all at once. But I've always been somebody who likes that episodic thing, you know, TV, that you get to watch a new show each week when it's on, rather than waiting for the DVDs or to show up on Netflix and watch the whole thing in a weekend. I, I kind of got used to that growing up with uh, shows and comics, and so I don't mind that. I, I kind of actually prefer it that way. I Sometimes I think that if you watch everything all at once or you read everything all at once, it's not quite the same thing. It doesn't give you time to think about it as much. I don't know. It's it's different, let's just say. So so comics was a big uh, influence. Uh, and the other two, and I don't remember if I grabbed any kind of videos for this. Oh, yeah, I did grab one. Okay. Uh, there were two others, really. And this was more towards college. Uh, well, one's not. It was probably more high school. But uh, the, uh, the other two, really, well, one, the first one I'm going to uh, play a video for, uh, the other one that I, I've really not talked about too much, maybe we'll do a podcast about this sometime, is um, uh, role-playing games, uh, specifically Dungeons & Dragons. And I don't mean the kind that you play on your computer. I mean the kind that you play with your friends around a table and throw dice and look up stats in books and have characters that... Uh, you know, get levels, but it takes weeks and months to do that, and you you earn loot by using your mind and your wits and, and going through somebody else's dungeon that they've created, or maybe something that's been pre-purchased. But when I was growing up, especially once I got into high school, a group of friends of mine who started playing Dungeons and Dragons a lot. You know, we did sacrifices in the basements. You know, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, we we really enjoyed it. There was probably about six of us that, that played pretty regularly uh, most weekends and uh, and really, really had a good time. And I, I think it was more, uh, you know, probably half of it was more an excuse to get together and, and just have a good time with friends. And the other half was playing the game itself. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... It teaches you to think, you know, to think about uh, what to do in certain situations. And the great thing about tabletop games and tabletop Dungeons and Dragons, unlike a computer version of it, like World of Warcraft, even though I, I do kind of enjoy that, but you you are interacting with uh, a guy who has created something, and then 
it's almost like he's writing a story, but he can change it on the fly to a degree and adapt to things that you guys come up with that he may not have expected, uh, which, again, this... I think makes playing a tabletop version of these games so much more different than a computer one. In a computer one, they they have a pre-programmed thing set up, and you have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get you know this item, perhaps, or do this quest. You have to just go and do this. There isn't really a lot of room for for creative thinking or innovative thinking or anything like that. Where in D and D, you it's all about that. It's all about how. You learn about something that you need to take care of, and there's a, a million different ways you could maybe go about it. Sometimes it's a little less than that. Sometimes it's only half a million, but, you know, I mean, there's there's just a lot more variety and a lot more range to a tabletop game than, than probably they'll ever be able to get to uh, in, in a real, you know, in a computer version. Unless the, the uh, you know, they, they toyed with this uh, idea of having a computer game that could be controlled by someone else and you could alter it as as the players uh, you know take place the thing i could think about if if a lot of you have probably seen the hunger games either watched the movie or read the book but that that is sort of a dynamic and an ever-changing kind of situation when they go into the arena and they're fighting things happen there that they have to adapt and and change and and are unexpected so that's what also happens when you're playing D D. you have to be able to think on your feet and and i kind of you know each of these things kind of helped me learn you know how to do different things that have kind of helped me in in jobs and, and in life uh again too serious stop me <laughs> what's the chat room saying uh somebody's there's all kinds of uh i don't know anyway um you guys are talking about something else it looks like uh but anyway you know this you know the idea of playing D D around a table with your friends gives you the opportunity to um to just change you know your outcome based on what you do specifically what you do exactly will alter events and alter things rather than if you're with a group in D, in in uh, an online computer game, it isn't like that. Anyone can maybe go over there and kill this thing, and okay, bang, it was done. But the teamwork aspect sometimes I don't think is quite there. Plus the ability, obviously, the ability to do things outside what's expected is is really impossible these days in a computer game. So, with all that, I found this another neat video this morning on YouTube. This is a, a it's a music video. It is by someone named S. J. Tucker. I was trying to find something about playing D and D, but I thought I thought this music video was kind of fun, and it, it gives you some idea of the game. It's not really uh, anything super serious, but uh, I think you guys might enjoy uh, watching this. So I'm going to play that after I do my moving of the camera. Watch how fast I'm going to do it this time. Really fast. Here we go. Oh, no. My makeshift tripod just failed. Oh, we're going to have to put it back together. That's good podcasting time right there. All right. Uh, all right. Again, this is called Playing D&D. It is by a woman named S.J. Tucker. And I'm going to have to look up some more of her stuff because I really like this quite a bit. So here we go. I got to move this camera just a little bit up I think that should do it
It started long years ago Weekends, weeknights when the lights are low The word goes around to those in the know The D&D game is going down Time set aside to play in hook or crook Millions of gamers are heading for their books Gather round lads, forget the funny looks Everyone's dungeon bound Said everyone's dungeon bound Come bards from the north, elves off the moor Gamers off work, get down to the store Scratch your neighbor, what's underneath? A wizard or a cleric or a thief Since Sky Gax Rolling their initiative And scarfing down a snack It's fun to fill the form And if you roll some awesome stats You can always earn a couple more Oh, next week Coming back for more Come gnomes from the north Orcs off the moor Freaks and geeks Get down to the store Scratch your neighbor What's underneath? A paladin, a fighter, or a thief Twenty halflings, silent in the field Never held for ransom, never made to yield Half-elven lady, known to be a spy Rolling her charisma while the gentlemen go by Off of work, get down to the store Scratch your neighbor, what's underneath? A wizard or a cleric or a thief A human half-orc, play the one you like Bust a couple heads instead of studying for psych Long sword, short sword, scimitar or bow Everyone's a gamer, don't you know? Bards from the north, elves off the moor Freaks and gamer geeks get down to the store Scratch your neighbor, what's underneath? A wizard or a cleric or a thief A paladin, a fighter or a thief A wizard, a cleric, a thief Playing a D&D &D. <laughs> <laughs> Tales late, Flynn pulls a Lazarus And goblins. <laughs> the goblins surround Daphne. Joanna? Hold my action. Cass? Move to assist Daphne. Twice. I'm here to protect you. My hero. Alright, maybe the last camera move time. Maybe. We'll see. I think I may have one other video. One more left. Okay, time for some tea. How's everybody doing? Everybody enjoying the podcast? I hope it's, it's again, it's, it's turning out a lot more serious than I intended. <laughs> we need to change that up a little bit. Alright, let's do a contest. This is going to be a contest for some, uh, well, I've got a little prize pack. Yeah, maybe there'll be a book in there, maybe a little action figure, or maybe a t-shirt. 
who knows? It could be, uh, you know, dead bugs. I don't know why I said that. Could be uh, some licorice out of this, uh, out of this, oh, which would be stale by now because it hasn't been in the sea in the container anymore, right? Anyway, okay. First off, this contest, this this question or this little contest question is easy. I think it's easy. It's all it's going to be uh, determined. The the winner to this one is speed. Who is the fastest on their keyboard? So, <laughs> I mean, you got to think a little bit about it. And it may take a few seconds, but it, it isn't really that hard. Okay. I, I have actually two questions, but I think I'm going to use one. I've got one question that I think I'm going to use because the other one, maybe I'll give you guys the other one later just for fun. But all right. So here's the contest. Here is the question. Now you got to listen specific. No uh, cheating and no writing down answers. Don't write down con. That's not the answer. Uh, so uh, here is the question and what i'm going to do is whoever obviously types in the answer uh into the the chat window will uh will win uh this prize pack and you don't win no you don't win the starbucks statue sorry no uh because i that never mind you don't never mind <laughs> uh did i say i got starbucks bust did i did i did i say that yet did i say i got starbucks bust okay um it's really nice it's a nice bust all right uh, let us say the question now. So, and I just bumped the mic. Sorry about that. All right, here we go. This is the question for the the mystery prize pack that will be sent to you uh, by Carrier Pigeon. No, no, by some kind of postal service. This is the question. How many Star Trek TV series and theatrical movies have there been so far to this point? Total. How many Star Trek TV series and theatrical movies together total? Somebody's close. Joe Spiv. Unless I counted wrong, I think Joe Spiv won with 17. The answer is 17. And you guys in the chat room tell me, did I do that right? Because basically, there's 11 movies and 6 series, counting the animated series, right? That's 17? So, uh, Joe Spiv, you are the winner, I think. Unless I, again, my math, you know, you never know. Math is hard sometimes. So, uh, but I had 17. Joe Spiv, you are the winner. So, shoot me an email with your address at uh, treksf at gmail.com, and I will send you your mystery prize pack, which will not include Starbucks Bust, because Starbucks Bust has to stay here. So, all right. Next up, um, the, uh, what else did I want to talk about today? Uh, Oh, okay. The last influence on me, which I don't really have a good video for this, uh, but the the last one is computers. Uh, I, I got into computers uh, really early on. Uh, I I was actually a computer science major for a short time in college uh, before I went into uh, chemistry and teaching uh, chemistry, and then you know whatever that led to. Uh, actually, at first I was going to be a vet, but that's another story. I changed my major a lot in college. Let's just say. Uh, too many things I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, but uh, computers. So uh, computers were a big, big influence. I, I had the earliest computers. I built computers. You guys that are all watching know this stuff to a degree. But, I mean, I would sit down and watch and read, or, I'm um, sorry, sit down and write, you know, huge, long programs to before there was a computer version of Monopoly to play, be able to play Monopoly uh, back in, in the very early days. 
uh, it's just uh, a passion kind of for me. I love being able to sort of the logic and the math and everything involved in programming and computers and then being able to see how that works out and tweaking the code and all that. And, and that's part of the reason why I, I enjoy doing the stuff on the website. And these days, you know, it's so much simpler to use the kind of tools that we have now for computers than, than back in those days. And I can still remember way back in high school playing on our, uh, we were one of the earliest, in, at least in the Michigan area where I went to school, had a computer system at school that had a this old text-based Star Trek game on, on the mainframe on the computer at school. And I would go in at school, this is how geeky I am, I would stay after school to get in on the, the computer uh, lab and the teacher in there would let me come in and a couple of my buddies and we would play this old, really crude text version of a star trek game on their on the mainframe that they had uh in the school <laughs> it was uh i mean it was like you know move here and then it would come back with what what happened you know you're either in empty space and as you get closer to like an enemy ship you get some kind of warning of that and it, it was ridiculously crude but i i did that for hours you know after school so uh you know it's just uh Something that I, uh, again, still enjoy and, and, and like uh, tinkering around with that stuff to this day. So anyway, there is a, uh, a kind of, a, I guess, you know, why I'm a geek thing. This is sort of almost like Kenny, I think, does on his show, uh, you know, where he kind of interviews a geek uh, on, his, uh, on his podcast, uh, you know, and, and tells about a little bit about themselves and everything. My life is a geek. And this is my life as a geek. So I'm doing the podcast for 400 times. And, and we're at about an hour, a little more than an hour. That's good for me. Uh, it's about what I wanted to do for the show today. And uh, I'm going to give you the last trivia question. And um, this one, this is just for fun. This one was the other little harder question. Um, but here we go with this one. I, I, I can't remember. I think I had this question written down for some other show that I did at one time. And I don't know if I ever used it. But uh, this is, I'm looking for a particular actor's name. And not William Shatner, not Leonard Nimoy. But the question was, I wanted you to name a connection, an actor connection, between the movie Krull and the series Deep Space Nine. That was the question. The other uh, other question that I had on my, on my elaborate podcast notes for this week so um what did you guys anyone know the answer to that the connection between deep space nine and krull who was in both of those or what actor was in both of those come on somebody out there must know that i'll give you a hint he was uh it was a guy there's one hint and his first name was ken or is ken he's probably still alive he's still alive i'm sure it is um Ken Marshall is his name. He was uh, the main lead guy in Krull, and uh, he was also in Deep Space Nine. So there you go. Um, that's it for today's podcast. I'm going to stop the recording. Actually, I'm going to take us out with, I think I have, uh, well, yeah, no. I'm going to I'm gonna just end, end the show like that. Or maybe, it'll, you know, we'll play a little music, and then I can, because you guys all want to see Rico dance, right? So, uh Let's see if I can find a Rick Moyer song to play uh, while I while I do. What do you think, Rick? Uh, you're still in the chat room, right? What should I? Yes, Ken Marshall. Christabel has it. Um, I'm trying to find something. Oh, you know what? I, I I completely goofed up, and I got into this whole thing. I'm really sorry. And I I still we're we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Sorry. I have some comments to play from you guys, and a couple other things. 
like I was supposed to play at the beginning of the show, this. You're listening to the seven-year anniversary special of Treks in Sci-Fi with your host, Rico Dosti. I'm sorry, Al and Rick Moyer, who put that together. I was supposed to play that at the very beginning. Ah, I'm a professional. What do you want? All right. And then what I'll do is actually I'm going to play the opening number that they gave us at the end here, and I'll do a little dance for you guys because I know you're dying to see that. But I have two comments, both from UK guys. So uh, the people in the US, you kind of failed me this time. But we got a comment from Meds uh, uh, about the show and, and seven years. So listen to Meds' comment here. Hello Rico, hello gang, uh, this is Meds uh, from the forum and uh, Waffle On podcast. Uh, happy 7th anniversary and happy 400th show. Um, I might actually be on the live stream, um, I'm sending this in, in case I'm not, because uh, at the time that you'll be all joined together celebrating with bubbly and beers in your hand is the time uh, I normally uh, get our daughter ready for bed and uh, read a, a story and as we all know uh, those are the most important things in life because um, I may well be there and if so it means my wife's doing the job um, congratulations on, on seven years seven years of doing the podcast and winning a forum is an incredible feat I don't know many places that do it um, and especially now with the, the guests on there and obviously it really, uh, relieves a little bit of pressure for you, Rico. But it's, um, it's just goes to show how great it is that um, you are open to other people jumping on to your captain's chair and having a big party in your office whilst you're away. Uh, I have a fantastic time doing the occasional guest show um, and I'm looking forward to chatting with Chris soon about um, my favourite subject, which of course is, uh, well, beer, um, but uh, in sci-fi worlds. Doctor Who. Um, I can't speak long because unfortunately I really am not feeling too well. Um, <laughs> uh, typically as I go on holiday soon. Anyway, hopefully speak to you all soon. Uh, happy birthday uh, for the podcast and a happy 400th show. Take care. Got to turn the mic up again. Thanks Meds for sending that in. I appreciate your comments. Sorry you're not feeling too well. Uh, uh, but I hope you get better because you said you were going to go on holiday soon. And uh, I really, really appreciate, uh, you know, everything you've done throughout the years. You know, you've been around for a long time on the forum and and have uh, obviously waffled on to your own shows. Ah, get it? Waffled on? <laughs> oh, and I loved the first episode of the new season of Doctor Who last night. Awesome. Awesome. All right, I'm going to play. We've got another comment from a UK guy from Dan, from Dangelis on the forum. So here we go with his comment for seven years of Treks in Sci-Fi. Hey, Rico. Dan from the UK here. Dangelis on the forums and from Dangelis.com. Just a quick message to wish you a massive congratulations for seven years on the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. I know I can speak for myself as well as many others in saying that we really appreciate everything you, you do. You've built a wonderful community at Treks in Sci-Fi and you inspired a lot of us to start our own podcasts like myself. And I can honestly say I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing today online if it wasn't for your influence. So again, I'd just like to wish you a massive congratulations for having the, um, the stamina and the skill to keep 
Treks in Sci-Fi Alive. And of course, for all the wonderful guest hosts that we have been having recently as well, to add an, a new flavour to the show, which is fantastic. And here's to another seven years, Rico. Take care. Dan, thanks very much for sending that comment in. I appreciate it. Uh, I know I think you're in the chat room right now. So uh, I appreciate you joining us here too, live today. And uh, I know it's over there. It's only about, it's about seven, seven o'clock for you guys, five hours, I think different. So I'm two, two eleven right now. Again, thanks so much for you guys sending in those comments. Uh, and to finish off today's show, Rick Moyer uh, created a new, what did he call it? Let's see the name of this. He said, uh, it's the Treks in Sci-Fi dance opener and music. <laughs> It's two minutes long, and uh, this I am going to be using, I think, on the show for, uh, you know, for as an opener for a bit. But we'll use it as a closer kind of today. Uh, you guys can hang uh, hang about if you want on on UStream, but I'm going to end the 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 show proper, uh, the podcast itself. So again, thanks you guys so much for um, sticking with the show and sticking around for the today's live show with those in the chat room and and all that and i am also going to for those just listening to the audio i'm recording this audio wise and i'm also recording the video of it on ustream which is the first time i've ever done that and i'll put a link of for that in the podcast notes for those that couldn't join us today and watch it live uh, i've been wanting to try to do that so we're going to do that so anyway i'm going to play this last bit of music from rick moyer uh this this new opener that he created and uh i'm going to get out of my chair and try not to knock over my 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 green tea or or my cake i have this little cake to eat uh but uh everyone thanks so much and uh hey seven years we should be able to make it at least for one more year on the show i think you know at least for a year more after that eh, you never know but uh anyway uh everyone have a great uh rest of your day and uh here we go with uh rick moyer's song and and my awful geeky dancing because geeks can't dance at least guy geeks can't dance i don't think they can it's just not it's it's we're missing that gene you know in our genetics we've got all the geeky genes and they kind of push the dance gene out so this will be truly awful so i may have to turn the dim the lights down even for it but anyway here we go you're listening to treks and sci-fi podcast with rico dosti and friends your weekly dose of geeky goodness
There's a guy we all know Loves sci-fi, shares his show Been recording his podcast for seven When he podcasts he knows All the geeks and Starfleet clothes With the word he wins collectibles on eBay There's some swords on his wall As you walk down his hall Cause you know he likes both star franchises Every week on the net The audio is sent And the masses all download his podcast
been tricked inside by so much fun Then recording his podcast for seven